I'm Neil. And I'm Brock. We've been pastor's kids for nearly two decades. And most of that, we've been brothers. We're here to talk about what life is like being the kids of Pastor Joe and Kirsten. Welcome to Under the Hood. Today, we are a little nervous about this podcast. I'm not nervous. I am. Why are you so nervous? We've invited, for the very first time ever... We've invited our children to be our guests on our podcast, our boys. And we're not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing yet. <laughs> that is the understatement of the year. Do you remember that show um, years ago? Bill, oh, who did this show? I forget now who the host. I want to say Bill Cosby, but I could be wrong. But it was a show was called The Kids Say the Darndest Things. Oh, yeah. It's had several revisions. There's had several. And they get these kids up in front of a microphone. Of course, these are very little kids. And, of course, the questions are geared in such a way. Oh, yeah. That they are going to say funny things. For sure. And so... Um, Our boys aren't that cute, though, anymore. No, they're too old for that. Yeah. They're way beyond the cute stage. They're too smart for that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be a little... Well, I don't know what they're going to be like, but we obviously enjoy our boys. But we have not really purposely we don't we haven't prepared for this because we want it to be real we want them to answer how they want to answer and uh so we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> but we thought it'd be kind of fun as as uh as we get into this day of just like well hear from joe and kirsten's kids you know i mean i mean who's going to tell the truth more than a couple of children that live in the home in our home and it might be kind of fun well you know i will say that i think for the most part Preachers' kids kind of get a bad rap, and a lot of times they they do they struggle in life. But a lot of times they deserve the bad rap that they get. Well, this is true. But you were a preacher's kid, yep. and to be honest, you turned out really good. Oh, you hear that? You heard it here, America. I know. So I I hope our kids can. Hey, turn but I've that got way too. I know preachers' kids. I know some that are absolute trouble. Absolute. But you know the are real. Are you gonna name them? No, of course not. But. The question, no, the question, the question is, um, and I think it's what every preacher wrestles with, you know, how much did the church or how much, not the church, but how much did the career choice of, of serving the church and dedicating your life to ministry, how much of that influenced your children's development in the sense of their love for the church or not? Cause, cause it can go one of two ways. I've got you know, like for me, growing up in the church, I fell in love with the Lord and the church. And this is, I felt called into this, but I've got plenty of friends. And I know people here like, man, the church took my dad away from me. And I mm. never saw my dad. And he absolutely, his first love in life was the church. And we were secondary or third. And he never had time for us. And he always, the real argument that you hear a lot is, is that my dad always had time for everybody else. But well, not for me. That's me. the typical preacher's That's kids sad. argument. And I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that in some cases. That's what I appreciate about my dad so much is that, you know, I always knew, okay, I always knew as a preacher's kid, him, the dad, that um, we were still his top priority. Yeah. And I've, I, and I think, you know, that has had a huge impact on me. I mean, he was at all the soccer games, he was at all the school functions. You know, he just he just made sure. Now, I know it was an incredible tension. I know it was very difficult for him to carve out and make that a priority. And I know there's things that he sacrificed at the church to make that happen. But that's such a good example to me. I try to be that way as well. But um, we'll find out from our kids. We'll find out. What so, kind of dad you really are? 
<laughs> hey, we don't need them in here to tell that. I'm a good stash. What are you talking about? And they have a good mother too. Really good mother. Aww. So well, a little bit about our kids, as if you have not already heard about our kids, but our oldest. If you is, follow Kirsten on Facebook, you know more about Instagram. our you know more about our children than I do. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. A little bit about our kids. We our oldest is headed off to college here real soon. Um or not college. They, yeah, the, it's, uh, it's the Naval Academy. Yeah, he's going to the United States Naval Academy. And they make sure to tell Maryland. you that's not college. Yeah, not college. It's not college. And then our youngest is a finishing up his freshman yeah. year of high school. Now, they both serve here at our local church, New Life Christian Church, and they serve regularly. And they're both involved in our student ministry. Um, and so uh, they're they're active. And, and they're their involved. best friends are here at the church. I they're, was like, and their best friends? Yeah, no, and their no, best friends. They're, yeah, they're best friends for sure. Yeah, I don't think Neil and Brock would call each other their best friends. Did you call your brother best friends Heck when, you, no. when you were that age? No, absolutely not. not See, when, I don't think you can value that until you leave the home. And then you're like, oh, they're, they're like no, my, my brother Tim is one of my best friends on the planet. He's one of my closest, most trusted confidants in life. But no, not when we were growing up. We just fought all the time, pounded on each other. Well, we'll have to bring Tim in. We'll we have should to, bring we'll, Tim in. We'll have to talk about this sometime. <laughs> anyway, we're going to bring on our boys, Neil and Brock. So these are our boys, Neil and Brock. Welcome. Hi. Hey, everyone. Is yes. this your first podcast? My very first. I don't know about you. It's my second podcast. You've been on a podcast before? In ninth grade during COVID uh, for a school project, we had to get together and make a podcast. I didn't even know mm. that. Yeah. I Did we get to listen to this? I know. Where no. Where is it at? It's buried. It's this is my this first is Neil, time. Apparently, this is Neil's second podcast. It's the lost podcast on some teacher's hard drive can, somewhere. Yeah, I'm can a pro. we get a, a link to it so that we can put it in our show notes? It's going to get deleted when the school wipes my account in a couple <laughs> months. <laughs> so, boys. Why don't you just take a quick second, tell everybody just a little bit about yourself. Neil, we'll stop. We'll start with you because you're the oldest brother. Just what does anybody listening or who, do, what does anybody listening need to know about you? Uh, my name is Neil Williams. I'm 18 years old. I am six foot three inches. My max bench press is 255 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. in approximately 51 days, I will be going to the United States Naval Academy to begin basic training. Aww. Yes, 51 days. Let's That's... try and not make your mom cry in this podcast Nerd. today. That would be good. I'm already prepared that when we drop you off in Annapolis next month, um, when we leave... There will be plenty of tears in the car. We may just have to ride in silence. I may have to put my AirPods in and just let Kirsten be Kirsten and have your moment. Yeah. Not for so. me. So, Neil, you're heading off. Brock will be playing some kind of solo. <laughs> Celebrate good times. Come on. I'll Brock's going to have his hours. window down, his arm out the window with his head out going. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom. When you roll down a window and the dog's got its head out the, out the window with his tongue out, that's going to be Brock on ah, Brock has life. big plans for Neil's bedroom yeah, when he's, he's going to turn it into oh, a yes. cello recording studio. Cello recording studio. Okay, so of Movie all the things that you room. wanted people to know, it was how tall you are, your age, what you bench, and you're going to the Naval Academy. That's what will live on. And 
I wrestle. And you wrestle. That's important. All yeah. right. We'll be talking and about we, that here in a minute. We talked a lot about that. All right, Brock, how about you? Hi, my name is Brock. I am five foot seven and He's a half. Copying me. And a half Copycat. Five foot seven Copycat. and a half. Copycat. And how much do you bench? Uh, not is as that something that we're, we're going to skip gonna go past there? that part. We're, okay, we're going to skip um, that. Not as much as me. I am a musician. I play the cello. Um, I play the violin. <laughs> so you can see that we have a little competition in our little home. one-upmanship in here. Okay, so Brock, you play cello. Yes, and, and you're a very good cellist, I might add. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> Am I not I a have very good big wrestler? plans for Neil's, Neil's room. Okay. <laughs> I'm I kidding. have big plans for Neil's room. Should I list them? Um, cello recording studio, movie watching room, gaming room, hangout room, and like. We're, Everything in between. We've yeah. been telling Brock, we're like, look, your brother is going to come home eventually, like for for Thanksgiving break or or Christmas. So we can't. We we do plan to leave your bed in there, and eh, uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave your bed in there. All right. He so you leave all my books and stuff. So Brock's going into his sophomore year of high school next year. I am. Neil's going to be a plebe. At uh, the Naval Academy. And we told Neil just to, you know, put him in his place that a plebe is lower than being a freshman. Sophomore. At, um, in high school. Like, you are the lowest of low as a plebe. I am Neil, why don't you tell everybody, when you are a plebe, you have, tell them how that works. You're going to be a plebe for your whole first year. What does that mean? What's going to be some things about your life for the next year that people probably need to know as a plebe? So pretty much for my entire first year at the academy, starting from the moment I set foot on campus until the end of my first year, I am pretty much the bottom of the totem pole. I have to get up at 5.30 in the morning and work out and run every morning. I have to turn at 90 degree angles in every situation. There is no <laughs> instance in which I cannot make a right degree turn. You even have to eat in 90 degree angles, don't you? During basic training, I okay. do. During basic, I'll have to eat. I'll have to look straight ahead, scoop it with my fork, bring it up in front of my mouth, bring it to my mouth, bring it out back in front of my face, and bring it back down to scoop another bite of food. Every bite. Every bite. And while he's doing that, I get to sleep in and hang out with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Before every meal, you have to basically chant this whole thing that they tell you to memorize every minute on the minute for eight minutes before you're allowed to yeah, go. Yeah, what do they call that meal? Like chow call. Chow call. Okay. Evening chow call, morning chow call. The yeah. Interesting. And you're just to be clear for everyone, you're looking forward to this. Oh yes, very much. It you're you're it getting screamed at every day. Yeah. So we found out that he's not allowed to get yelled at until he swears in. So mm. he, he so I'm won't. safe for about the first six hours that I'm there. So, uh, yeah, so, I get to yell at him. Yeah, I day. <laughs> what we're talking about is uh, his first day is called I day. It's called induction day. This is where where Neil gets his head shaved. He goes through all the induction process. It's a whole day worth of stuff. And then at the in the evening time, they have the big ceremony where all the 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 uh, plebes will will take their oath. And, um, and then after that, then it's open season. They all, he'll get to spend about 30 or 40 minutes with us, just a little bit of relaxation after that. And then we'll hug, say our goodbyes. They line them up and they all march right up into what there's called Bancroft hall. And they slam. It's very traditional. They slam these huge doors behind them. There's videos of this all over the internet and they slam the doors behind them. And that's the last we'll see of him 
until okay. August. Oh, August. August. Yeah, the middle of, about the middle August of August. 15th or so. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Neil with a shaved head. Yeah. I am. Me too. That's going to be my favorite part. He's been growing his hair out a little bit, and we are ready to see it shorter. But They yeah. hate my hair. It's not even long right now, but they hate it. They it's terrible. They tell me every day that I look better with short hair. Well, you do. You do look better. We're yeah. not trying to hurt your feelings, but you look better with short hair, son. You heard um, it here. I look better with short hair. So we've talked a lot about (laughs) ourselves over the last 30 episodes. This is our 30th. Tell everybody a little bit about like, Brock, why don't you tell everybody what is your life like day to day? What do you wake up and do? And, and what's your, what's your day look like? Like on a normal day? Yeah. Um, usually it's school. So most of the time I have to get up at really early. It's Um, not that early. Yeah, I was going to say, what time? Well, on, well, it's different every day because yeah, of the schedule. It's every other day. On Monday, it's I get up at 7, um, get ready, go to school by 8.55 or like 9, and then it's just... School starts at 8.55. We don't leave our house at 8.55. We leave our house at 8.10. Okay. Yeah. And then... And then I go to um, orchestra, then Spanish, then English, then professional communication, and then I go home. And then yeah. I have... Uh, cello lesson that same night, and then that's about it. Well, right now, we're watching a lot of basketball, basketball playoffs, yeah. so we're doing that. But then the next day, you have zero hour, so yeah. you got to start even earlier in the morning. Yeah. So that means I get up at five forty-five, um, get ready, and be at school by seven fifteen. Get up at five forty-five. Yeah, I get up at six twenty-five. And leave at six thirty. But he bathes, he showers. It's things that you don't do. Neil. I shower before I go to bed, he like cares. an intelligent person. I manage my time he effectively. Cares for himself, he cares. Everything's for himself. a competition. So, what's a day in Neil's life? What's your day look well, like? Well, now since I'm done with high school, I pretty much wake up one minute before we leave the house. I drive Brock to school. <laughs> one minute. That's probably not far off. After I drive drop Brock off at school, I'll go to the gym for anywhere between an hour to three hours. And then after that, I'll either drive to a track or drive to a trail and go on a run for a couple miles and then come home and eat food until something like this pops up. And that's why I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> something like this pops he up. He hasn't started running until today. so That's yeah. not true. Um, so we, we brought our boys on so that they can talk to you maybe and tell you a little bit about what it's like to be a preacher's kid. We had said earlier that Joe was a preacher's kid growing up and, um, and has, I'm sure all these stories that we've already heard before. So what is it like to be a preacher's kid, Neil? It's better now that I can drive. Oh, well, isn't that that every kid's life? It's better when they can drive. So when I was younger, and you guys wouldn't let me stay at the house by myself, and I couldn't drive. <laughs> Pretty much most of my life was spent at the church when you guys were at meetings or writing a sermon or just talking to people, and I would just be running around finding something to keep myself busy with at the church. But you had a lot. You have a lot of friends here that you like to hang out with too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Back so that helped. Not a um, lot of them go to third service though. So you're like, when when you when you can't, I still can't drive. But when like. <laughs> When you're like really little and your dad's talking to everybody, a bunch of people are talking to him. You're like, dad, please. I just want to go home and play. And eat lunch. And eat. I'm so He's like, hey, there's not that many people left. 
yeah. it takes them about two hours. Both of our Think, parents love talking to people. Things, so things you learn about pastors is they say be, it's around like they'll have oh it's like yeah I'll be done in like twenty minutes. It's you multiply the by you multiply that by three. Most of the time. <laughs> that, yes. that, that's accurate. Church, that is true about Joe. He, church will be done. Not, at, a great time manager when he says, hey, I'll be done in five minutes. It is true. It's more like time set by three, 15 to 20 minutes, and then and then he'll be ready. To I was going to say an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, hey, the Lord's work takes time, fellas. You church know will get done at 1230 and we'll get to lunch at around three. Well, you boys know this and I'll, I'll tell everybody that I had the exact same experience growing up. Trying to chase my dad down the halls and trying to get out of the building is an impossible task. So I totally relate to what you're saying because I've been there too. I was a preacher's kid just like you guys are. And and what was really bad is like we'd be, you know, I grew up going to what was called the North American Christian Convention. That doesn't really exist anymore. I went to a couple of those when I was younger. You did yeah, go to a few of them. And the- so I, it, well, it's different now. They call it, they call it the Spire Conference now. So it's a different vibe. But but I I grew up going to the North American. And let me tell you. My dad, it felt like my dad knew everybody. And so trying to get through the convention hall back to the hotel and whatever, Tim and I, my brother, when we were guys' age, all we wanted to do, get back to the hotel and swim. And so in between sessions or on our lunch break, we're like, dad, let's go back to the hotel. He's like, all right, boys, let's go swimming. And, and, and we would walk and we'd walk five feet. And he would run into somebody he knows. And of course, we'd stand there patiently waiting. Patiently? And then, yeah. And then about Aww. 10 minutes later, you know, he's like, all right, boys, let's go. We'd walk another 10 <laughs> feet. Hey, it's so-and-so. I haven't seen you in two years. And then it would take us an hour to go down this hallway and get to our hotel because my dad knew. So I know yeah, what, you, what you guys that's are saying. pretty much what it's like for me, too. I relate yeah. to it. So uh, I get it. I, I feel your pain. I do. Nice. I really do. So other than other than having to wait on your mom and dad constantly and having to find stuff to do, what else about being a preacher's kid do you think people should know? What's it like? Um, you get a lot of food out of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that is I true. was wondering if that was going to come up. People give you food. You get access to all the leftovers. You know where people keep the leftovers. <laughs> you get access to all the snaff stacks, snacks, and the leftover Halloween candy. You know where everything's hidden. I have to say, I'm probably I'm probably ratting him out or us out. Uh-oh. But the other day, there were some wrappers at the house of some ice cream bars, and I was like, <laughs> I didn't buy these ice cream bars. Where did this come from? And there were like five ice cream cone bars. And Neil goes, Oh, I found those at the church freezer. <laughs> Like, hey, what? They were left over from a youth event. Nobody else was eating them. They're so why old. let them expire? No, these no, no, these were fresh. Oh. I mean, so I heard, oh. I heard they're fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I may have had one. So Joe had some too. I, it may or may not be true that I've eaten five-year-old expired ice cream. No, you I've have had. because we had a vacation Bible school um, closing ceremony event night. We had these ice cream sandwiches and they got shoved in the freezer and they got to the back of the freezer and they were, I think, four or five years old, still in there. And we found them. And what's Neil do? Oh. Neil just rips the package open. And I think these were, hey, hey. I think it's where the ice cream no longer pulls free from the wrapper. It goos free. Guess what? Guess, just what? Guess what? Guess yeah. what? Guess what? Guess what? They were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Neil eat anything. Well, so there's, no, so no. as a, a, you eat pretty good as a preacher's kid. And, and let me just, you guys would agree, right? Yeah. That being a preacher's kid, it. it puts you in a lot of situations where there is a lot of good food because 
we do eat a lot with people and we do joke around that we do live in Bella Vista, but we commonly call it belly Vista because I've I mean, I've never it, heard that before in my life. Yes, you have. You've heard me say that I, joke I, a thousand I times. Whenever he says that, I've told that joke a thousand times, a thousand times. And I, I'm like, ha ha ha. I have never, I've heard, never I've heard, never heard that before in my life. Yes, you have. All right. So he's like, making what else? stories about our family. <laughs> so, so being a preacher's kid, you have access to a lot of leftover or extra food and you do know where to find it. So what else about being a preacher's kid? Well, what is, I would ask it this way. Y'all okay. What, what is it about being a preacher's kid that if you weren't a preacher's kid, you would have missed out on something? What, what? That's kind of a loaded question, but I get access to the office space quite more often than the average person. And you're you're happy to be part of the office space? Yeah, because around every Christmas time, I go into my youth pastor's office and I cover every square inch of it in wrapping paper. Yeah, that has happened. We have given you some special access. Yeah, so Pastor Taylor had his entire office pencils and pens and desk and chairs and picture frames all individually wrapped. Actually, I don't think we wrapped the picture frames. We just took out the pictures of his family and replaced them with pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> so at special access. Brock, what about you? Um, Probably getting to hear things about the church like earlier than everybody has. Okay, a little insider information. Way back when, when we were going to do a Saturday night service or like a third service, something like that. Way back when. um, We knew. I'd just be sitting on the couch and be here. Okay, so my dad is the worst whisperer out there. (laughs) He'll be like, like, okay, so we're not going to tell the boys about the next service that we're going to open up, right? Right. And I'll be like, what? He's like, how'd you hear that? You'll be eating lunch and you hear them in the other room like, okay, so we're looking at property over so-and-so. And I'm like, You're, wait, what? Wait, what? What's huh? funny is that our the way we have our home set up is our kitchen is where our kitchen is. And right next to it, we That's have- very a, descriptive. Yeah, I know. Our I'm, kitchen is where our kitchen is. Our kitchen is where our kitchen is. <laughs> our dining room is where our dining room is. <laughs> And, and did you know where's our living room? That our living room is where our living room is, Brock. And next to <laughs> I know our it's kitchen, shocking. Next to our kitchen is a game room, and our and, game room is where our game room is. And the boys sit in the game room, and once in a while, we'll walk past them with their headset on. They have a like a a gaming headset, a gaming yeah. headset with a microphone, and they'll have one ear off of their headset so that they still have access to what's being talked about in like the kitchen because well, you can always and, tell and when I you think guys it's are hilarious because i'm like so they are listening to like every word we say you, See, can, all, you can kind of that. tell when they're talking about something they don't want you to listen to though because they'll be talking at kind of a normal conversation tempo and then they'll suddenly stop and out of the corner of their eye both of them will look at you and sing <laughs> and then you're like hold on i wasn't paying attention before but maybe i'm gonna slide the <laughs> headphones off now Something's going down. I need to start learning about it. And then you learn about like the new campus That's early. Hilarious. See, me, well, some see, of the, me, ahead, me naturally, I always wear a headset where my left ear is covered and then my right ear is a little bit open. And I learned after like the first uh, couple months after having a headset that like you can hear everything, but they don't know that you're listening to them. So I would just always just do that and like see if I can hear anything. What, see, what you don't understand is that we strategically put the game room there so that we could hear everything you're saying because they game with their friends. So then we can be part of their 
gaming friendships, and I have gotten on the headphones and talked to um, Neil's gym. friend Jim, who yeah. I'm sure is listening right now. He's he's now a podcast listener. But what's, hey, Jim. What's a cool story about Neil's friend, he met mutually through another friend here, and he'd never met this friend before in person. So this is like a thing now in gaming. You, you meet friends. And then you never meet him in person. But we were going through our town in Oklahoma, and Neil's like, "Wait, where are we gonna be? I think I think my friend Jim lives there." So Jim came to Chick Fil A and met us, and so he got to meet his his online friend in person. But things like that, like the game room, is strategically planned that you might hear us, but we can also hear you. So. We know what's going on with your gaming. But we just hear dad. She'll just occasionally come in and grab the headset and start talking to my friends. (laughs) Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes she gives out her phone number. I give my phone number? Jim has your phone number You've done that before. Did I give him my phone number? Yeah. He was like, hey, can I like send you these dumb pictures of Neil or something? And you were like, oh yeah, here's my phone number. Oh, well, that's unusual of me. (laughs) (laughs) He's almost accidentally texted you before because he's trying to type in Neil and it's saved as Neil's mom. Oh, funny. And he's like, oh, no. I almost texted Neil's mom. That's probably a good one. Well, we've lived here in Bella Vista now, like around nine years, about nine years. You guys have grown up here. Mm -hmm. And this is pretty much, you know, Neil, you have a few more memories of Kansas City than Brock does. Yeah, I hated it here when I first moved here. It was a hard transition. It was a hard transition. I've been here longer than I've been in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome now, though. I love it here. Don't take me wrong. Brock was a first grader when we came here, and Neil was a fourth grader. And Neil and I both, and I think I've shared this before on the podcast, Neil and I both struggled when we came here. Neither one of us like wanted to be here and did not understand what Northwest Arkansas was or is or could be for us. And so it was, it was, I think we were mutually kind of like, ugh. but would you say that that's probably not a, a fair statement now? Like this is some, an area you love and Oh yeah. It's awesome home. now. Yeah. Back then, like I hated it because yeah. all I'd ever known was Kansas city. And well, then you called us into the living room and you're like, Hey, we're leaving in two months. Well, I was only sad because Neil was sad because I didn't know what to feel. So I was just like, yeah, well, Neil's, Neil's crying, so uh, I, I yeah. didn't know what to do. <laughs> Neil cried, which means Brock's going to cry. It's like, well, he's he's crying, so I might as well cry he's too. He's like, oh, no, we're, we're supposed to feel sad about this. Uh, yeah, it yeah. took a lot of months for that decision to come to fruition, something we prayed about hard and long. And, and really what it came down to is I was feeling called to leave Kansas City and come to Bella Vista. And and um, my wife, Kirsten, was not feeling as strong a call. And, of course, Neil hated change, and Brock was too young to probably care one way or the other. So, he just um, wanted to make sure we weren't leaving him. But I remember you came to me one night, and you said, you know what, um, I don't believe you had said something effective. I don't think God would call you. And, um, to Arkansas. And then... And then and then for it to be bad for the rest of the family or whatever. And you came to me and you said, listen, if God is calling you to Kansas City, it's Team Williams, 100%, let's go. Or, or calling you to Bella Vista. And you're like, I'm on board and I'm sure God will show us along the way. But yeah, that transition was particularly hard for you all. You know, um, I think I adapted pretty quick. But I don't know, it took a few months. When did when would you say it? Arkansas kind of was like, hey, this is home, this is awesome? If you're, if you're saying a few months is like, 12 to 24. It yeah, took you some it time. It took me some time. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think it took Neil as long. Once he went to fifth I mean, grade, I had to move schools to before school, I liked it here. Yeah, I think once he went to the middle school, he was a lot better. And, Big transition and for Neil. Had at middle some school. good friends yeah. at that point, but it it took me a while. It took me a while. One thing that made me sad because I was so young and dumb that I thought if you move then you could stop cheering for your favorite sports team. <laughs> so I thought coming here, we'd have to stop cheering for the Chiefs, Aww. have to start cheering for the Hogs. Were you in first grade? For halfway through first grade, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, but And you- then my dad was like, we can still cheer for the Chiefs. I was like, oh, yeah. And then <laughs> everything was happy for Brock for the rest of his life. <laughs> but Pretty once much. you guys made that transition... This has been an incredible, pla- incredible place to grow up. Yeah. And sometimes I'll tease them over the last couple of years. I said, just jokingly, I said, hey, how would you guys feel if I took a new ministry? What do you guys you want to go to Florida or Texas? No. And I think Neil said, you're welcome to go, Dad. I'm not. And yeah. and so. So yeah. what are your favorite things about Northwest Arkansas? Just name a couple. Nature. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of trails. I really enjoy mountain biking and trail running. So that's really nice. There's a lot to do around here. There's a lot of lakes to go swim in. There's also pools. There's bars, movie theaters, and a lot of people are nice around here. Did I've recently say, learned. Did you, that. Did you say bars? I said parks. Oh, parks! <laughs> I was like, what? I was you like, hey, we bars. need to hit pause I on this. Heard, I heard parks. I, okay, I, I thought parks. I heard bars. I'm like going for too. clarification. Uh, hold on a minute. We're gonna need to edit this. I do not minutes. regularly go to bars. You don't Short ever <laughs> go to. bars. I mean, I've had dinner in a bar before. Oh my word! I have yeah, too. if that bar means chilies. <laughs> anyway, girl. Okay, Brock. What are what are your favorite things about Northwest Arkansas? Just nature, the people. Um, that's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, like One Neil of, said, like bars and I'm just kidding. Oh my! God. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I recently learned apparently like, people are really nice here because yeah. we had a friend visit from out of town and she was like, "Wow, everyone is everyone is so nice here. People just." Like, say hi to you and, like, start up a conversation. And I was like, is that not... She lives in Maryland, like, where the Naval Academy is. That's where I met her. And... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Neil, maybe we should hear a little bit more about this friend. Anyway. She oh, goes, you brought it up. Neil Neil's very pink now. His face yeah, you're is sweating a just a little bit. It's hot in here. You turn off the AC. Anyway, I asked, it is, is that true. not how people are in Maryland where you live? And she goes... No, people just stone face ignore you, be rude to you. And only she's like everyone's nice. Here. You know, I've heard that from a ton of people moving here. I'd never of like, heard that man, before. everybody is so nice here. You know, everybody just it's friendly, and it is. This is a very, fr- for the most part, very friendly. And I used to live out in the Northwest, and I can verify that this is a very friendly part of the country. For the sure. only thing, you know, how I said I like the weather. There is a bad part of the weather here. It is so. Unpredictable, crazy here. and the weather people just like aren't good. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna get close to twenty listening. to twenty-two inches uh, tomorrow. We're gonna have this massive cold front. I wake up expecting school to be canceled, playing on the PlayStation all day with yeah. my friends, and then there's nothing. and there's no snow. Nothing. But they already canceled school because they're forced to. So and then the like, next week, nobody sweet. predicts anything. It's going to be sunny and nice, biggest snowstorm of the year. Yeah, <laughs> no, no school for six. Days. I know the I know the first year that we moved here. Happen. The first year we moved here, there was this giant snowstorm. I think, I think it was mm-hmm. the first year that we moved to it, yeah. and then we haven't had snow like that at yeah. all. Ever. We've had a little bit more lately, but we had about a five year mm. snow drought. But so tell boys, where do you guys serve in the church? What what have you enjoyed doing in the church? Because you guys, let's let's be honest, you've kind of already alluded to it. You did grow up inside the halls of a church. You have you have logged 
I don't even know. Anytime a class at school requires class or sports team requires volunteer hours, I don't need to put. I just need to like have whoever signed the paper because I've already done it. So what do you do? What do you do? Uh, Usually, I'm behind a computer or a camera helping out with the main church service for a long time before I did wrestling because I had more time back then. I every Wednesday night I would help out with the youth group. Same thing, running computers and I'd design the lights and help with worship, stuff like that. So I've, shout I've, out to the production ministry. You served in the production <coughs> ministry and yeah, I've also done ministry. Oh, those are the main two. I've also done it like I serve with VBS usually every year, group leader. You were a good group leader too. I, know, I had the eh. best. Everyone loved me. Oh my I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Brock, what, where have you served? I serve on the tech team as well. Um, production team. Um, I do cameras. So if you come to first and second service or Saturday night service, you'll probably see me with a camera. Running around the the whole yeah, you're on the roamer. Auditorium. The roamer. Yeah, we call that the well, roamer camera. I'm and Brock on, is I'm a pro at roamer. You'll know it's him because of the crazy socks. Yeah, we've had we've had well, to I've, tell him you shouldn't wear your Pringle socks on. Okay, Sunday I've never done that. Before. Well, maybe once. Okay. No matter how fancy the outfit, even if he's wearing his full on suit for an orchestra concert or banquet, he will still have. Socks Some on. kind of crazy sock. Brock Unless it's an orchestra concert, because then I have to wear black socks. Or else Brock I'll, I'll has get in trouble. always been our sock kid, and it started back when he was like in kindergarten playing football. And today, what he has right now, on I'm some... wearing music note socks. It's just black socks with a bunch of music notes on them. But he has socks with his face on them. Those are my personal yes- favorite. Yesterday, I wore Pringle socks. <laughs> the day before that, I wore cheeseburger socks. And the day before that, I wore watermelon socks. So, so yes, I have a lot. quite the sock collection. But, yeah, so the the tech team, the production team, typically wear black. Yeah. So they, yeah. they kind of hide. But kind once of. in a while, he'll wear black and then some Pringle socks. Neil, when you get off to the Naval Academy here in a month and a half or so, yes. what do you think you're going to miss the most about Arkansas, about New Life? Let's start with New Life. What, what are you going to miss the most, you think, about New Life? The food. Oh my! Oh word. come on! No, probably my friends. Yeah. yeah. You say you've built some really close. I would say probably some lifelong friendships here at the church. Yeah. And that just an incredible thing. I think. I mean, you know, that's available to everybody. But you know, when you're a preacher's kid, you know, because mom and I have to interact and do get to interact with a lot of different circles of people, that has put you into a lot of exposure with a lot, and it's given you opportunity to meet a ton of people. And some of those relationships that mom and I have, um, their kids have turned out to be incredible friends of yours. And so I, that's a huge benefit. So you say you're going to miss the relationships? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think when you think about church, isn't that what really makes things go around? I mean, obviously, we're all dedicated to Christ, but it's the relationships you build with your brothers and sisters in Christ that really makes this feel like home and... You know, that's why for me, it's it's not a job. It's it's not even. I mean, it's a job. It's 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 a career choice. But at the same time, this is just an incredible community, and I'm thrilled that you guys have gotten to tap into that. So it blesses me mm-hmm. to see you guys establish such good close relationships with with other Christian kids. And you know, and I, I'm thankful that both of you guys, your closest relationships with other for uh, with other friends of our our kids from the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad about that. Other than Neil's girlfriend, that she's not a part of our church, but no. she lives out of state. We should, we should more about sometimes. that girl. Yeah. 
So one last question before we go. Maybe I'll regret this question. What do all of these people need to hear about us that they might not know? We like food. What? We like food. No, 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 not what they need to know about you guys. What do they, from a, from a kid's perspective, what do they need to know about us? What about Pastor Joe or Pastor Joe? What's something that you could tell them about me that they wouldn't know unless nobody else knows? Well, I'd be careful with that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is the circle of trust here. Yeah, I could say. But, but what? Anything, anything that you're like, well, hmm. My dad used to play the trumpet. Oh, <laughs> I did. That's that's in that's under the hood right there. That's under the hood. Years ago, he wants he, he, used to he be wants blonde. to shave a beard. It's all a lie. He doesn't like it. He wants to shave it <laughs> off. This is true. Everyone loves the beard, but he hates it. He thinks he looks good with um, those baby cheeks. Underneath. He doesn't. No, and he doesn't. We all as a family. <laughs> everyone, is- everyone who remembers what he looks like without a beard, please tell him to keep the beard. I call it a baby butt face. And oh my! It it it, it does you it baby butt dash face and not a butt face. Okay, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to say, as a family, we have talked about this a lot, and we have we have voted, and it is a three to one vote with four of us here. Three to one, we all say keep the beard, butt face, but hate hate the beard. Is too strong. I don't hate the beard, but I'm ready for a change. And every time I think about, you know, it's time for a change. I'm ready to be clean shaven again. And I get this reaction from my family that you <laughs> well, just heard. You just Dad, did change it. You cut it super short, it and it doesn't short. look as good. And we're oh, like, you don't thankful. look good without a beard. I'll be honest. He used, right. he used, well, to, he used to be is there, Besides that, is there? <laughs> what is it that that you feel like? Anybody listening to this podcast needs to know about us or I just gave you two things. I know what else? Like so Brock, you got one? Um used to be very, very, very bright blonde hair before he (laughs) cut that all off. Before he fell out. I used to have blonde hair. That is true. That is true. He had the, about the same color as Brock had. It was blonder than he originally only wanted to go to Bible college for one year. This yeah, and we've talked about that on our podcast. Dang it! See, I need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I've never listened. I've listened to one episode. That's it. Your friends have listened to more episodes than you. Yes, that they, they went through and listened to. There was a couple weeks where I was really busy with school and athletics, and I couldn't play the games with them. So they listened to every single episode of y'all's podcast. Oh my word! That's dedication. And why did they do that? Wait, I want to ask you, what podcast is it that you listen to? I listened to the one you guys did about Princeton. Oh yeah. That's neat. See me. I've listened to I think four because I'm oh, yeah. better than you're me. so much better than me. <laughs> what is typical in our home because our boys do serve on the tech team, so they are in the worship service multiple times on a weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'll test their I'll test their knowledge. I'll say, all right, boys, you had to sit through that sermon a couple times. Tell me three things you learned from today's sermon, and they usually just roll their eyes at me and go, "Come on, Dad." No, me, I give you the viable intel and the great options that you... Uh, Neil is not the best at that. Neil just sits there and he, he, he's not very good at that. I, you, I, I listen, though. I listen. Usually I'm like, what? tell me one thing you learned. And you go, uh, uh, we learned about Jesus. I'm like, come on. We learned that the Bible is the truth. <laughs> well, if you remember that the rest of your life, then I will have done something right. That's right. That's right. The Bible is the truth. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for... Okay, wait. Oh. This is Abby popping on. Okay. Uh, your parents are always the one interviewing all the guests on our podcast. Is there anything you, you two want to ask your parents? Do yeah. you two mm. want to be the interviewers? What's your favorite ice cream color? We're going to go rapid fire. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Rocky Red. What's your favorite color? Silver. What's your favorite number? Oh, I don't know. Six. <laughs> What's your preferred Pressure. beard style? Short. How tall are you? Six foot two. How much do you weigh? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Mom, what's your favorite color? My favorite color is probably pink. What's your height? Five four. Mm. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Me if you guys can't ice tell. cream flavor is probably going to be. Ooh, I. It's not out of time. I would say mint Oreo. Oh, I didn't know that was a mm. thing. What's your shoe size? Um, I wear an eight and a half to what, a nine. What's y'all's favorite memory in Arkansas? Favorite memory in Arkansas? Church related or non-church related? Just favorite overall memory in Arkansas. Wow. We have a lot. Holy cow. That's a loaded question. Time is running. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never pressure the guests when we ask questions. You're not asking the questions. <laughs> um, favorite memory. Um, I will say... Oh, I don't know if I can say it without crying. All right. Well, I'll say something. You see if you can muster the strength. Favorite memory. Okay. So I've got so many. Okay. So let's just, let's just, uh, obviously going to assume every baptism, every changed life, every, that's going to be a given. All right. One of our favorite memories is, is you boys getting baptized, being yeah. able to baptize you. That was a big deal. And together um, on the same day. Absolutely. Yeah. That's an incredible memory. Um, there, uh, there are so many. Like, like, just come some things that come to my mind. The groundbreaking out at the uh, mm-hmm. Highlands campus was uh, a great memory. Um, you know, every you know, man, I don't know. I'd have to really sit down and think that. Uh, like, I just have, I have, I have so many great memories. I could just start rattling off so many things. But some yeah. of my favorite memories are super simple, but it's just, we live right off of a golf course that closed down. And so just the four of us going out for a walk and going to the Creek and throwing rocks and just oh, yeah. being together, throwing we, the football. When have we thrown rocks as a family? Fourth of July last year, we had all of our friends over. <laughs> we, and we you guys sat in the Creek. Yeah. And then we skipped rocks. I blew stuff up on 4th of July. Yeah. It's very patriotic. Now, what's your favorite memory of all time, including Kansas City and here? While you were, well, al- while you mean, were alive? Probably or? the birth of our children. Yeah. You guys oh, get besides that. Besides that. <laughs> oh, Basic man. Basic answer. Getting oh. married. Um, all that stuff. Have you, guys, have you guys told the church about your Burger King experience trying to get like dinner at Burger King? Were you like scrounging <laughs> through your car? I don't know if we've ever shared that story. I... It, it happened back when we were engaged. You're going to love this. And we didn't have any money. Nope. And we own between the two of us, I think we only owned one car. And well, well, you had, I owned a car. You had moved out. To, I was doing an internship out in Oregon and then you came out there to join me and you got a job and you were renting a room from a lady in the community. Mm-hmm. And I had a car and you had a car, but you had let your sister borrow your car. So okay. that's why we only had the one car between the two of us. And, um, and we had no we, money. Yeah, no money, but, you know, poor and happy. And They so, had each other. 
And so yes. one night, uh, it was uh, um, we were hanging out together, and like, man, I'm hungry. But where I was living, I was living with a family in the church, and um, and I think I was hanging out with you. I didn't eat dinner with him that night, and you were like. Anyway, we're like, I'm hungry. We need to get some food. And I'm like, I don't have any money. And you're like, I don't have any money. I mean, absolutely no money. And so we said. Burger King. Burger King has Whoppers for 99 cents. They were running 99 cent special for Whoppers. So if you got a Whopper and I got a Whopper in Portland, Oregon, that would be $1.98. That's right. there's no tax. There's no sales tax in Oregon. So we knew that if we could somehow scrounge for a dollar ninety eight, we could go to Burger King we and we could each dinner. have a Whopper. And so we and served high even, and low. I don't know if I've ever had a Whopper since then <laughs> because that's not my like. Oh, we should go out for Whoppers, but we could afford it. Whopper, yeah. Whopper, 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 Junior Double. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I think I was twenty two and you were twenty one. Yeah, we were just kids, and I remember we pulled off all the cushions of. Of every couch we could find, and so we, we could, scrounged through that car, every crack and that's every right. nook and cranny. We were finding dimes, and we would celebrate. And we found a nickel, and I found we a would quarter. Celebrate. And when we came up with an exact a dollar, I think I find I found a, a one more penny in the little Nissan that I had and we celebrated and we danced and we're like, we did it. We have a dollar 98. And, and we, we worked harder for that dollar 98. We looked all over the place. Do you remember place. that moment finding the final penny? You're like, I just remember oh. when we crossed the threshold, we celebrated and we drove to, to Burger King and we got two Whoppers and two waters. And, and that is a great memory. That was, we, I don't think we'll ever forget that. Dave Ramsey would be so proud of us. He would be proud. <laughs> he would have said, if you didn't have even a dollar ninety-eight, you shouldn't have been going out <laughs> for dinner. He said he should have used that dollar ninety-eight to buy a bag of rice, so you could have had rice for a couple days. That's right. That's funny. But oh, thanks, Brock, good for memories. That. That's, that is funny. That's a good story. Do you guys have a favorite memory in Arkansas? Hmm. Or anywhere in Arkansas. Got to be the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I mean, like, come on now. Uh, you yeah. and I got to go to the AFC Championship game last year, that and was that fun. was awesome. But that wasn't in Arkansas. That's true. We went to Missouri. But living but here. Living yeah. here, yeah. Neil? There's a lot of good memories, like you guys said. Benching 260. That's pretty cool. A, a lot of our life is about what a person, what one of our sons can bench press. And if they maxed out, I've learned all these things. And this last Christmas, I took a mirror off the wall and put it up on the mantle. Oh, and no. I found out that that was their flux mirror. That's his. Neil's and flux mirror. I, I was like told, mom, you can't move our flux mirror. Now what are we going to flex in? So then they were standing up on the fireplace area to flex on the, in the flux mirror over the mantle. You posted a picture about that, didn't you? One time. Uh, probably. Yes. And anyway, I didn't know there was a needed flex mirror, but there, there was. Neil, I remember probably one of the great memories of here was was when you got your uh, nomination from Congressman Womack and Congress or, and Senator Cotton and Senator uh, Boozman. I didn't even think about that, Bozeman, but that was really yeah. good. Well, Bozeman, yeah, Bozeman. Bozeman. I, that was a huge moment. I remember we danced, we celebrated because I that was such a big accomplishment. That's the memory I was going to share earlier, I mean, I found, but I couldn't I found get it out. But that is when my whole family was in town, 
And Aunt Gertie and Aunt Cheryl started having a parade around our island in our house. And I thought, how cool is it that you all, we all get to celebrate. And Brock wasn't and there. And I wasn't there. Yeah, Brock was. <laughs> I was in another room. In, he's like, what's no. going on? Oh, yeah, that's And right. then we tell him what's going on. Ooh. And it, we have a fun video. It was just really neat how we captured all that, um, that moment of that getting fun. to celebrate with you, yeah. of getting your nomination. Because a nomination is required. Um, in order, in to, order to go to the Naval Academy. And so that he obtained that. And so we knew that was one of the final yeah. pieces for him to get an appointment. So, yeah. Well, well um, boys, thank you for joining us. I'm I, not a I, maybe one parting thought. What's one final word? I actually that, have one parting question. Oh, All no. right. What's that? It's for mom. Can I have those uh, goldfish? <laughs> no, I want those. Where? I've been I've been staring at them the entire podcast. Wherever there is food, there is meat. Actually, I have uh, one last actual parting thought. I've wanted to say this the entire podcast. This microphone smells so weird. <laughs> Mine smells great. I think it's important that everyone knows what I had to go through filming this podcast and for you all. Filming. Filming. And now filming. that you know how weird our family is, this is why you realize we didn't bring our boys in until the 30th episode. Okay, so we should do every 10 episodes. We should have You'll be back. I'll be back. the whole staff come into this one room and do the podcast. I think it'd be fun to have all the preacher's kids in one room and have Just Abby interview kids. them and find out. All the good, bad, and ugly. What other pastor's kids are there? What? Neil. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. You have secret children. And you're children. going to the academy? You have secret Not children. our children. Of all the pastors secret on staff, children. their children. Uh, all the pastor's kids on staff. They're not as cool as us. Whatever. They're cooler. All right, Brock. We, be- we better wrap Brock, this up. do you have any final thoughts? Any final words? Um, No. Okay. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you for hey, your thank deep, you boys. sincere, heartfelt um, questions and, and answers today. Hard hitting. You heard it here first. Well, that was fun. Really, we just so much appreciate all of you listening to Under the Hood. This has been our very first season, and it has been quite the ride. So thank you for all of you taking the time to listen to all of our stories and our guests this season. Um, But this summer, we are busy, and we've got a trip to Israel planned, and we're taking our son to Annapolis. Um, This fall, we are launching our second campus here at New Life, but we will be back this fall for season two of Under the Hood. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood, not a car show. saying your name. Okay. It's not that complicated. I'm a freshman. Okay, go. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Brock. We've been pastor's kids for nearly two decades. And most of that, we've been brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't laugh. Okay, run it back, run it back, run it back. Okay, no one can laugh though. Guys, lock We're it down. Laughing. Be professional. Lock in. Be professional. Hi, I'm Neil. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go. I stopped. <laughs>